Hey there, spooky souls. It's Marissa. And it's Kristen. And welcome to another episode of Dark Channel. Yay! I have a cold. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and of course, it's my episode, so I am sorry. You're going to have to just bear with me. And my super stuffed up nose, my super sore throat. But mm-hmm. it'll be fine. We got this. It will be fine. <laughs> um, I don't think I have any updates. No, I don't think I do either. No, I think just, you know, the Waukesha thing. Brian Laundry committed suicide, they came out and said, which I think we all kind of figured that. Yeah. I think that's really it, though. That's it. And then, yeah, the Waukesha Christmas parade. <sighs> so horrible. One of the first child deaths, fin- not finally, that came out wrong, but, but did happen. Confirmed, yeah. Yeah. Mm, poor baby. He was only eight years old, only I think. Eight. Yeah. So sad. So. Your thoughts that, are with them. Yes. So, but, um, you know, it'll be Thanksgiving and you'll be with your family soon. So definitely make sure you're loving up on them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's just dive on in. Dive okay. on in. Okay, that's a reference to American Dad. If anyone listens to American Dad, dive on in. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's going to be like a handful of people who are going to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, at least you explained it for the people who don't know, like me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay. So we're talking about, so obviously trigger warning, whole episode. Okay. We so, should just that should just be a given. From, it's just a from given. That one. <laughs> yeah. Just just expect it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I have to take pauses, it's because I need to like swallow my spit and it hurts so bad. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. Um right now. Okay. Um so today we are talking about Jerome Henry Brutos. So I'll refer to him as Brutos for most of it, which is his last name. He was known as the lust killer, but also as the shoe fetish slayer. Nasty. Nasty. So he also, he had like some necrophiliac tendencies. So really that's like the biggest warning here. That's like not your cup of tea along with mutilation and rape. I don't think that's anyone's. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty fucked up cup of tea, but... Um, so let's just jump on in who he was. So, excuse me. So he was born in Webster, South Dakota. Um, he was born in January 31st of 1939 to parents Henry and Eileen Brudos. His mother, I guess, had always wanted, like, a girl. And he was born child out of three, and he came out a son, and his mother was pissed. Oh, that's not so, a good start. <laughs> no, which is just so fucked up. Like, whatever. You can't control that. You can't be mad at that. Like, right. Does, so, is the older, is that one of the boys? Yeah, they all ended up being boys. Oh, no. Yeah. So, she was not a nice mom. 
she was definitely not a nurturing nature type um, and often physically assaulted him and often ignored and belittled him as well. Hmm. So right from the get-go, he truly was not born in like an encouraging, loving situation. Um, so again, we say don't fucking have kids if you're going to be a piece of shit to them. For real. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why people just don't get that. I don't like, Oh my god. So... The fetish for women's shoes kind of started around the age of five, in which he began to discover, which is when he discovered a pair of high heel shoes in a junkyard. Um, I guess he, <coughs> excuse me, um, God, I just hate being just a ball of mucus. <laughs> it's so gross. So he acquired a fascination with high heel shoes and started breaking into homes and then stealing them. Um, or like would take his mom's and things like that and he would wear them and try them on and then if his mom would catch him she would like beat him and then take away the shoe and destroy it in front of him which I guess just really like triggered him and just was very upsetting to him but this instead of like diminishing his fantasies and making him not want it it just made him want it ten times more Mm -hmm. so it made his fantasies for women's shoes and even undergarments grow and it even made them a little darker and twisted so way to go Eileen Um, so then the family ended up moving to Oregon and that's when Brutus was about a teenager and so this is about 1956 time frame Um, he even he began to stalk local women um, and he started like knocking them down or choking them unconscious and then he would leave them by like taking their shoes and underwear um at age 17 he was accused of forcibly stripping a girl naked and taking her photos so some reports i i read like four different articles so some state that he beat her other state he assaulted her because she rejected him but all we know is that he forced her to do something she was not consenting to do to be naked and he took photos of her so he did get caught, um, and he spent quite a bit of his teen years in and out of psychotherapy, state hospitals, um, but he was allowed to go to school during the day. Now, he was going to those psychotherapy and state hospitals prior to even this event, so it's not, I couldn't find <clears throat> exactly um, if it was the state court ordered or his family was noting the unusual behaviors and was pushing for him to seek help. But I mean, in the fifties, how well was mental health institutions? It really wasn't that helpful. So sadly it, it wasn't going to benefit him at all. Right. So, um, so at the age of 17, again, he also was found that he dug a hole and kept girl dug a hole to like want to keep girls yeah wait you cut out he dug a hole to do what he dug a hole and kept girls as sex slaves ew like that was his plan I don't think he actually ever did but that was his plan oh how Mm, still yeah yeah so at this time um he was put in um he was put in the Oregon State Hospital for nine months um at, they then just committed him um 
There they found his sexual fantasies revolved really around his hatred and revenge against his mother and women in general. Uh, so, mama issues to the max. No kidding. Uh, Bruto suppressed his obsessions for a very long time. And long enough to graduate from high school, he became an electronics technician. <coughs> Some reports that he went to the military. Some said he did not. Um, but I thought I would throw it in there. One said he did go to the military, but was discharged for his bizarre obsessions. One said he didn't even go. So I just wanted to put it in there. That way you got both sides. Hmm. Um, yeah. In 1961, he did marry and he settled in Portland, Oregon in the suburbs. Um, the couple had two children, but despite this seemingly like pleasant domestic life, Bruto still, like, his fantasies and his fetishes were just, like, coming to the surface, and he started sneaking into people's homes again and stealing women's underwear. <sighs> and it was about this time, though, that he started complaining of migraine headaches and quote-unquote blackouts, and his only way to relieve these symptoms was with night-prowling raids to steal shoes and lace undergarments. Uh, oh, Okay. I know. <laughs> Likely story. <laughs> I know. So, like, he's, I don't know, like, kind of saying, like, his, um, I'm all doped up on cold medicine. <laughs> his urges were so intense that it was literally taking, like, a physical effect on him hmm. by causing these. So, yeah. So, a few years following that, he was still, you know, living a normal life. Um, but eventually in the late 1960s, his inner animal went berserk and he just bursted out. And this is when he started claiming his first victims and went on his murder spree. Mm. So, um, (coughs) excuse me, in May of 1967, he followed a woman to her house only because he, quote, liked her shoes. Oh my god. Which, I would be fucked. I have so many cute pairs of shoes. Yeah, you do. I wear, like, moccasins and slippers, and that's my two things that I wear, so I'd be fine. Oh my god. (laughs) I'd be fucked. I have, like, 47 pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, so he liked her shoes, so he barged into her house, strangled her, and then brutally raped her. And before moving out of her house, he took some of her shoes with him. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So this is thought to be one of his very first crimes, but it was not connected to him until much later. But I wanted to put it in there because I'm kind of saying everything in a timeline version. So, um, yeah, this one wasn't put together until he was actually imprisoned, which obviously he gets caught. That's why we're here. What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Just real casual. So he kept the shoes like he kept the shoes. I don't know what he was telling his wife. So I think he had a wood shop because he keeps other things too that we'll get into. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um his wife definitely was not like an agreeable on this. So she yeah. did not have any idea. Oh, that's sad. I know. So on January 26, 1968, Linda Slauson um, a young encyclopedia saleswoman, which for one, what a time. What a time that must have been. <laughs> right? That sounds yeah. like a fun job. <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking encyclopedia is anymore. Right? 
<laughs> I don't even know I, what they I mean. literally can't think. Is it the dictionary one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I I know we had to use them growing up, like yeah, very seldomly. But I can't even think of what. I can't either. And <laughs> like now, I mean, technology has maybe ruined us or maybe benefited us. I don't know. But either way, what a time! <laughs> she was just scrolling around town with her little briefcase and encyclopedias. Aww. Knocking on middle class people's homes, asking them to buy some. Like, what a fucking time. That's funny. <laughs> now it's Girl Scout cookies instead. <laughs> yeah. And if someone knocks on my door, I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah, who I don't I don't go. My dogs, my dogs go ape shit, and I just look at my camera to see who. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get so pissed. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, it better be someone dying on my porch to be knocking on my door. Right. Oh, oh I hate when like UPS man knocks and then runs to his vehicle. Like, oh, don't I do that. My dogs are going ape shit now, and you're not even gonna say hi to me. Like, yeah, like just leave the package. I know it's coming today. I stalked you. Okay. I I followed you on your map. Okay. Yeah, like I knew you were coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway, so Miss Slauson, she was a young encyclopedia saleswoman. Wow. Um, she <laughs> did pay a visit to Rudolph's home and he pretended to be interested in buying a set. <clears throat> but clearly, he didn't really give a fuck about the encyclopedias. Mm. So he later admitted that he hit her on the head and then strangled her to death. After her death, he kept the body for a time, dressing it up in women's undergarments and things like that. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't want this guy. He then used a hacksaw to cut off her left foot and kept it in the freezer. What in the fuck? With a shoe or without the shoe? So he cut off her left foot and kept it in the freezer and often would try to fit it in women's shoes he had later collected. Oh, ew. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I was kind of joking, but holy shit. <laughs> no, he legit, legit didn't. Yuck. So, um, later he did dump the body, um, in a river. Mm. So, yeah. And then he didn't wait long. So then in May of 1968, so like four months. Excuse me. I don't know what I just had going on in my body. <laughs> um, in May of 1968, he abducted a 19-year-old Oregon State University student, Karen Sprinker from a parking lot and brought her to his home. Sprinker of Salem, she was a 19-year-old honor student at Oregon State University, and she sadly was um, killed at that time. So police suspect that she was abducted from the parking lot structure at Meyer and Frank in downtown Salem, where she was to meet up with her mother for a lunch date. He raped her, strangled her to death, and then had sex with the corpse too. Oh my god. Now, he removed both her breasts. Why? Yeah, I don't know. He actually does this to a couple things. Um, And I, it was really fucked up. He would make, like, resin castings of the breasts and use them as paperweights. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So... 
not getting caught just made him even more like giddy and really filled him with like self-confidence and led him to commit another murder in November of that year of 1968 and his next victim was Jane Jan Susan Whitney. So Whitney was a young woman who was driving home for Thanksgiving and her car broke down. Um, and Jerry, good old Brutos, was there to offer her help. So Whitney was a 23-year-old from McMinnieville and she was last seen in Eugene on the 25th of November, which is super creepy because that's like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, her car was later found abandoned at the rest area along Interstate 5 between Salem and Albany. So I don't really, I mean, I didn't look at a map of this area, but I'm assuming it's just like, you know, us driving to Green Bay, Manitowoc, Sheboy, and things like that. Right. Um, he did strangle her to death in his car and then had sexual relationships with the corpse. <sighs> yeah. I don't like this guy. He nasty. No. He's very nasty. So, he, his fetishes were definitely not limited to necrophilia. Um, he would bring corpse back to his workshop. So he had this workshop. And I guess it was like his man cave, like his wife wouldn't go in there very often. Um, and he would dress them up, take photographs, keep parts of their bodies. A lot of times it was a breast. So I think it was only one foot he kept, but the rest were breasts he would keep. And then he would photograph the victim before taking off the breast, after taking off the breast. And he took a lot of photos, which was dumb but also good for you know getting caught yeah 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 so he really like get a mannequin get a mannequin play with a mannequin you know no kidding don't what a don't like cut up real people's bodies (laughs) just to make your own man yuck i know i know um, it's kind of where though people started kind of catching on not necessarily to him but that something was happening um, so in April 2022 1969 <clears throat> Gloria Jean Smith which Gloria Jean isn't that like a coffee thing yes oh my gosh it's in the mall it's my favorite I get the white chocolate cookie chiller or something like that oh so good <laughs> Oh my god, that does sound really good. So, Gloria Jean Smith, 15, um, she was almost abducted. So, this is a good one. She got away. Near Parish Middle School, Smith eventually identifies Brutos as the man who attempted to kidnap her and take her to a green Volkswagen Carmen Gia. I don't know. A car that was later identified as belonging to Brutos's mother. Um... But before getting into the car, Smith spots, uh, like, a neighbor woman, Phyllis Keir, working in a nearby front yard and yells to her. And Brutos, like, pulls away. So, like, Gloria Jean was, like, picking up her vibes, saw Phyllis across the way, and, like, yelled. And then Brutos got spooked and, like, took off. Hmm. So, thank God. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. That could have been a horrible thing. So, the next victim, so he didn't wait very long, just a couple days. So, again, in April of 69. 
Linda Saley became his next victim. So oh. Saley was of Beaverton, um, and she was last seen alive at the Lloyd Center parking lot in Portland. She was there to buy her boyfriend a birthday present. Aww. Like, such wholesome things. Like, people are just going about their lives. So sad. It's so innocent. Mm-hmm. So Saley worked as a secretary and attended classes part-time at Portland State University. So, like, she was doing the thing. She was trying to... She was just being a normal young woman. Hmm. So sadly, he did the same thing as he always does. He abducted her, brought her to his home, raped her, killed her, and then played with the corpse before disposing of her in the river. (sighs) So that was one of the biggest mistakes he made with his killings is he threw every body in the river. Well, what an idiot. (laughs) I know. Let's just, like, make it clear. They don't disappear, guys, okay? (laughs) They will be found. Thank God for that. Yes. A few weeks later, Saley's body was discovered. Now, the river he was tossing them in is known as the Long Tom River. Um, Her corpse had been weighed down with, uh, like, really large car part. I couldn't figure out, like, what, but I don't think it really matters. Hmm. Weird. Um, Police were working... The case noted the unusual knot on the nylon rope used to tie the body to the auto part. And continuing to search the river, police then also found Sprinker's remains a few days later. And they also noted she was being held down by a car part with an unusual knot. Excuse me. So they put together that these two girls were like Oregon State University. So they're kind of looking, okay, so that's where the girls have in common. It's like someone's stalking that area. What's going on? So they went there and they started talking to, you know, the students and found evidence about a man who looked like a war veteran and often called up female students and asked them out on dates. Mind you, he's married still, okay? Wow. And now. Um, Excuse me. One of the students had actually agreed to go out with him, I guess. And later she told police how he like creeped the fuck out of her. All he would talk about was murdering women and like strangling them and like just really dark, like creepy shit he kept hinting at. So like she did. Yeah, she did. So my guess is she could have been a potential victim. No kidding. Wow. Good for her. But I know. Why wouldn't you? What if you were going out on a date with this guy? Wouldn't you like bring it up to police and be like, "Hey, just so you know, like this guy's super creepy. I don't. Yeah, I, I would probably just notify you just in mm-hmm. case. Like, what the fuck? I would be like this fucking weirdo. Like, keep an eye on him. He's he's up to something. Yeah. Maybe. Eventually. Wow. Um, so then the police are like, well, fuck, that's all we'll get him. So they ended up having a girl agree to go on a date with Brutos. So when Brutos got to, like, where they were supposed to meet, he saw the girl and then instantly police swarmed him. So <laughs> it was like a honey trap, basically. I know. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I want to know what his face looked like, this motherfucker. Right. I don't um, know. They should have got it on camera. <laughs> I know. So he was arrested. Thank God. Um, so police interrogated him and then began looking for evidence at his home. So they found a lot of evidence that proved his involvement in the crimes. Avi. 
So they found the photographs, which I think right there just was like, check mark, we're done, close case. Yep. Um, <laughs> the nylon rope that he had used to strangle the victims. Um, and then he was like officially arrested and charged with the murders on May 1969. Um, and at this time, he was, like I said, a married man and a father of two. And his friends described him as a devoted family man who neither drank nor smoked and very rarely used profanity. Mm. Okay, it's, always, well. it's always those. It's always yeah. those guys. Be careful if you have a family man, you know? Yeah. Sure there's something wrong with them before you marry him. Apparently. Find their dark fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was charged with Salient Sprinkers murders, murders originally. And at that time, Brutos tried to avoid punishment by claiming he wasn't guilty by reason of insanity. Of course, so mental health experts who examined him determined that was bullshit. He's fine. He's sane. He knows what he did was wrong. And he just doesn't give a fuck that he did it. I hate that whole, like, to an extent, yes, there's some people who really do shit when they're not all there but like i hate when people try to use it when Mm -hmm. there's nothing yeah Mm -mm. no so he finally did confess it didn't take very long um on june so may to june so june 27th 1969 three days before he was scheduled to go on trial he ended up confessing to the murder of salian sprinkler sprinker sorry sprinker and then he also ended up confessing to the murder of Whitney, where they actually, um, at the time, didn't find her body, but he told them where to find her. Hmm. So on June 28th, Jerry pled guilty of three first-degree murders um, and was given three consecutive life sentences with possibility of parole. So he was never tried for Slauson's murder, the saleswoman, because nobody was ever found. So he did later tell police he did kill her and threw her body in the Willamette River from the Wilsonville Bridge on Interstate 5. So I don't know why he kept that one in his pocket for some time, but he did. Hmm. So he did have the possibility of parole? He did. Yep, he had the possibility of parole. So I don't know if he that's why he kept it in his pocket. Yeah, maybe he thought if they get one more on me then I how how do you kill three women and still get the possibility? I don't know. Well, hold on. They say something in here that kind of made me really happy. Okay. Um, so one of the lead detectives continued to say in 2006 related to Jerry's capture um, was, quote, he was one of the true monsters of the U.S. or the world, perhaps. And this is being said by James Stovall. Um, he was the detective who tracked down Brutos. Um, married with two children, Brutos either lured or kidnapped the young woman, sometimes with a uniform and badge. He took them to the garage of his Salem house and usually within the hour strangled them. He photographed the woman as they died and after their deaths. He dressed their bodies in lingerie and had sex with them. He then cut off body parts, one foot he reserved and used to model his collection of high-heeled shoes. He cast a severed breast in resin for a paperweight. So, kind of just explains like who it is. Yeah, what a cycle. Yeah. So Stovall and the Salem police, they got on Bruno's trail in May of 1969 when those bodies were found. Um, and Stovall's continues to say the biggest break in the case was when he tried to kidnap that uh, 15-year-old girl. 
who ended up escape. Some places I read she was fi- Gloria Jean was 15. Some I read she was 12. Just so you know. So it was really yeah. hard to get really straight facts. I had to go between four different articles and I kind of went with which one said it the most. Um, it was really hard to get straight just facts. Even with the one site we use, they had cl- conflicting hmm. things. So yeah. Um, but she was able to point them out in a lineup, like, instantly. She was just like, yep, that's him. Hmm. Well, thank so, God for that. Right? Um, <laughs> so Stovall continued to say, like, Brutus would profess his innocence and would say, quote, so how did you, how would you know? And Stovall would say, and I would tell him, there are things that you know, Jerry, and things that nobody else knows. So, Bruno's wife did divorce him in 1970 and left the state with her two children. Well, their two children. Um, she has changed her name. I didn't even bother looking into it. She doesn't need to be brought into it. The kids don't need to be brought into it. That just sounds fucking horrible. Right. Um, while in jail, Jerry's fetish with women's shoes did not subside at all. Um, Great. Yeah. He often asked for catalogs of women's shoes saying they served as pornography for him. The fuck? I know. Which is fine. I mean, if that's your kink, that's fine. But don't fucking kill people over it. True. True. Like, no, I guess no kink shame. But don't fucking kill people over it and keep their fucking severed feet. Yeah, that's gross. That part's too far. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I know. So... His request for parole was rejected in 1995 after repeat parole hearing. So the Oregon Parole Board tells Brutus he will never be paroled. Quote, you will be in prison for the rest of your life and there will be no further parole hearings, said board chair Marva Faban. Fabian? Fabian? Faban? Whatever. Um, Brutus continues to be allowed to appear before the parole board every two years as a for an informal interview, but they basically just say, nope, fine, next. Um, Thank good... God. That <laughs> yeah. makes me so happy. <laughs> good news is on March 28th of 2006, he died in prison due to liver cancer. Oh. I'm sure that didn't feel great. Uh, I hope it didn't. Yeah. He was 67, and at the time, he was the state's longest-serving inmate. That is so young. Like... I know. And he, longest... Ooh. How old was he when he... What year did he get arrested? So he was born in 39, and he got arrested in... So he was 30 years old. Huh. Interesting. 30 years old. My wow. goodness. Gross. Um, I guess Netflix, they have, like, the series Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. I seen it. I've never watched it, but I guess they have two episodes dedicated to him in the first season. Hmm. I know. Interesting. So, yeah. That's kind of the story of the foot guy. The, <laughs> the foot guy? What was his name again? I even forgot because he just means so little to me. I just don't even store him in my fucking head. Um, the shoe fetish slayer. The oh, swing yeah. slash... The hing slash. The slash thing slayer. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. I knew I'd get it, but I still fucked it up. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, wow. Our tribute to SpongeBob. <laughs> we love SpongeBob. 
but yeah uh brutos um you're a piece of shit and to these families i am so sorry how horrific um and these women had to die in such a cruel way that's so sad yeah so there's that Ugh. i don't like him no i don't like him at all no no what a way to start off your thanksgiving week yeah no kidding we do and, what we can for our people. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to ruin it more with this missing person. Well, <laughs> probably not more, but... <laughs> Just so, make it sadder. <laughs> yeah. So this one's a little bit older. So our missing person today, her name is... I think it's Myra. M-Y-R-A. Myra Lewis? Oh. Yeah, she, I would think Myra. That's Myra, so cool. Yeah. Um, she has been missing since March first of twenty fourteen. So it's it's been uh. it's been a bit. Um, her birthday was November thirtieth, two thousand eleven. So we're coming up on her birthday and she'd be what, ten. She'd be ten. Oh yeah. my god. Um, at the time that she went missing she was only like two and a half ish. So she's got brown eyes. Her weight at that time was 27 pounds. Um, she's a black female, black hair, uh, three foot one. And she was last seen wearing white or khaki pants, a turquoise sweater with a bear on the front and pink tennis shoes. Poor baby. Um, so yeah, she was about two and a half at the time. She was missing from Mississippi since March 1st of 2014 and was last seen by family members between 10.30 and 11 a.m. playing outside her home in Camden, Mississippi. Oh my god, so she was just like kidnapped from the front fucking yard? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Poor baby. And then um, the FBI is offering a reward of up to $20,000 for reporting the whereabouts of Myra Lewis. So it says the field office of Jackson, I'm assuming the FBI field office, if you're from the area, contact Jackson, if you know anything about it. Um, This poor baby, like the picture's kind of obviously like older and kind of green, but she's still so cute. Poor baby. And And so innocent. Yeah. And just, I mean, if you have anything or. I mean, just sharing our podcast will help get the word out and people to listen. And that way, if they hear something, see something, know something, no tip is too small. No tip is irrelevant. Right. Okay? Exactly. Especially with her birthday coming up. Like, Imagine giving that family just something, some peace. Yeah. I mean, just something. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, that is sad. And we'll do what we can to help the world make it a better place. And be safe out there and be safe with it being thanksgiving i know it's what is it um blackout wednesday for thanksgiving so be safe tonight yeah and tomorrow yes and hug hug your loved ones yes you never know you never know stupid shit can happen no (laughs) so and take your vitamin c on like myself <laughs> I don't know where the fuck this cold came from and I'm so, when I find out who gave it to me I'm gonna fucking punch them in the gut because it sucks <laughs> I was gonna say like where have you were working yes 
yesterday? Not yesterday. I know, but no one had like, a cold. Yeah, and you were by my house in the morning, but I don't have a cold at all. No. So Unless one of my dogs gave it too. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. Someone. Can you I don't it? know. But I'm cranky about it. I blame Diesel. I blame Diesel. <laughs> he has a cute face. He's easy forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Well, um, follow us on Facebook, Dark Channel Podcast. Send us an email at podcastdarkchannel at gmail.com. TikTok, Dark Channel underscore Dark Soul. Insta, Podcast, Dark Channel. No channel. I was just being fun. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be fun. Um, and of course, our Patreon site. Don't ever forget it. Okay? It's the best thing in the world. You want to be it. If you're not a part of it, you want to be a part of it. Exactly. So, And you can find access to that site on anything and everything. So just go ahead and do that. And yeah. We love you. We love you. Yeah. And let's all wish Marissa a happy getting better time. Yeah. Dope up, dope up on more cold medicine. Yeah, because I work all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Of course I do, right? <laughs> it's my birthday this weekend. I know, and I don't I know even I'm get so sad. I know, I'll make it up for you. I need help. I I gotta get a gift for you yet. I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. You do not need to get me a gift. I do, though. Nah. You just mm. do little work, and then we'll go get food, like, one night next week or something. Okay, mm, perhaps not, but what else? Love <laughs> 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 oh. you. We love you. Bye. Bye.